0: The guy who will uh, make the case for the Emergencies Act, he's not going to tell you how he did it, okay? He's just uh, not going to do it, okay? So just don't even ask him. <laughs> That's pretty much how Mr. Lometti's you know, testimony went. We're going to talk about this threshold we found what, that our government has come up with. We don't like that law on the book. So we're going to come up with this law, and uh, we've got someone who's going to justify it. We're not going to tell you anything about it. But don't you worry. Just trust us. That is the territory we are in in these final days of the inquiry. So let us uh, bring in Mr. Tom Korsky, of course, Managing Editor over at Black Locks Reporting, and I'm sure you got a chuckle or two out of the testimony. What was your big takeaway from Mr. Lametti?
1: A couple. One was uh, the Attorney General of Canada saying he was personally frightened. He said, I was personally <laughs> frightened of walking the snowy sidewalks of Ottawa uh, passing truck drivers. Uh, I... I find that odd. I was here every day. I know women MPs who walk past truck drivers with female staffers going to work. Attorney General of a G7 country saying he was scared to go out. In case he said someone, it just takes one person to recognize me.
0: <laughs> and, and they did. They I, I did laugh. I did.
1: There was this fear of assassination. You and I have talked about the, the, the Speaker of the House of Commons sleeping under armed guard. I mean, they just became unhinged because of this protest. And yet, here we have the appearance, I'm sorry to say, of a weak man pretending to be strong, where he fantasizes in text messages with the Minister of Public Safety about calling out the Canadian Armed Forces and putting a tank on the streets of Ottawa to teach those boys a lesson they'll never forget. It's, it's really unbecoming, and it's up to you whether you decide it's ridiculous or sinister. But you, you got to say, well, that is one for the ages. There goes my minister of justice. That's really something.
0: It really, really is. Especially when it's like they, they it was. They were already thinking about it. Like two days in, he's like, I'm going to look into these emergency powers. Uh, so that was interesting. And, and 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 I'm sure you picked up on the body language of Anita Anand. She looked none too pleased about being dragged into this whole mess. She actually looked more mature than anybody I've seen so far. Having said that, it's very problematic. Um, in the bigger picture, because a lot of people won't pick up on this because they will buy into, we were just and we were just joking around, two guys joking around about the army. Um, the bottom line is these are two of the most powerful men in that cabinet who would make the ultimate decision, and they're they're talking about using draconian, um, you know, things on, on everyday average Canadians – and frankly, uh, they're going to get away with it uh, because as long as they say they're joking, it's like it, that's what the the um, storyline becomes. But the, the judge was very clear yesterday; he was not impressed by the fact that we're only going to hear what Mr. Lametti um, is going to tell us, and so therefore, he actually can't deliver the mandate that he has been hired to deliver. So ultimately, Tom, we're not going to get a, a a full decision here.
1: Oh, he or doesn't have we? a choice, though. That, that judge doesn't have a choice. I, and, and if he finds it difficult, that's too bad, because that's his job. And it, it, the, the evidence here is very clear. What Cabinet is doing is it, it's doing something that's always worked for for Cabinet politically before. We call this the Mary Dawson defense. Who remembers mm. Aunt oh, yes. Mary, who was the old <laughs> ethics commissioner? And every time there was a complaint upheld against the prime minister, uh, Mr. Trudeau, uh uh, Mary Dawson would say, as she said, actually testified in a parliamentary hearing, but he's got a good heart. She, she, she became a heart monitor. And Mary, Ethics Commissioner Mary would say, sure, he technically broke the rules, but he was a good person. He's got a good heart. Yeah. Not like those bad people who break the rules. Which, of course, <laughs> it takes us into this entire rabbit hole of judging, not rule-breaking, but the inner motives and really the heart palpitations of people who break rules. I find it very hard to believe a Superior Court judge has come to the can- is going to come to the same conclusion that Aunt Mary does. But if he, if he does, he, he has the advantage of the Freedom Convoy protest to know what's going to happen. There are some people who are very excited excited about what cabinet did not in a good way they see that as our future as a country and it alarms and upsets them and i think the judge knows that
0: yeah well it's also alarming that two lawyers one of whom was a crown attorney uh, knowing full well that you can't interfere with the police or direct the police or they're talking uh, about you know Tell them what the police what to do. So there's a lot wrong, and also the fact that Mr. Lametti knows the the law in the book, and a lot of people do push back on this. Tom, they're like, yeah, it, it, they'll get to the decision. Um, don't worry about it. They know how to interpret it. This is not about interpreting the law. This specific law, because it's so dangerous, was written very, very carefully that it had to meet a certain threshold. Therefore, governments wouldn't abuse it nearly willy. And if um, you know, and if it's accepted that this government had some special power and some special advisor that we're now not allowed to hear from or be told about, that is very problematic because that is not the, the law that's written on the books.
1: No, it's not, but but that's the prospect. Someone here has to be 100% wrong, Alex. I Green think truckers. I know who it is, and I think 38 <laughs> million Canadians will come to their own conclusion. But if the judge decides that the protesters and the Canadian Civil Liberties Association and seven premiers were all wrong, but little Dave Lametti was right, then that's the kind of country I guess we're going to have. But every future cabinet will reach for that Emergencies Act every time someone gets on their nerves. It's that raw.
0: Yeah, can you imagine a, a a Bernier getting elected? Maybe he'll. That's what we're looking at. So if you don't like this guy doing it, or you like this guy doing it, just make sure you're okay with maybe a Bernier one day getting elected or a Legault, whatever they'll do it. Having said that, I think the, I think today is crucial for, for Krista Freeland, um, who is also, you know, kind of trying to explain this new threshold that they created for themselves. But she's got to somehow explain how, the authority she had to go into people's bank accounts. And as you guys have reported, you know, from documentation, that her office had secretly distributed this blacklist of 201 uh, trucking companies that took part in these convoys and and a blacklist of these 45 firms that got uh, the Canada emergency wage subsidy. Again, uh, she's got to explain how she did this without overreach.
1: Had nothing to do with public safety. Had zero to do with public safety. Why would a monkey in the Minister of Finance's office be emailing around an Excel uh, spreadsheet with the names of 201 trucking companies that were involved in a protest that's nixonian that's an enemies list everyone gets that there's only one reason a staffer would do that number one because the minister approves of the concept that there are going to be good people and bad people regardless of whether you were convicted of any crime and regardless of whether you were justified in applying for any government aid Good list blacklist. That's how these guys operate. It's like the prospect that faces the judge. Someone here, Alex, has to be utterly wrong. I don't see a lot of shading. This one actually looks black and white. I wonder who it's going to be. I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, I'll certainly be going back and watching from the beginning. I mean, she has given this um, you know, explanation about they had to end the blockades. It was vital endangering you know, current and future jobs. Uh, no, no, and, no, which, okay, no. That's, the that's not included. The yeah. Police.
1: That's, yeah. the, that's not the job of some political aide in the Minister of Finance's office with due respect.
0: Yeah, it's also nowhere in this particular Emergencies Act threshold um, Exactly, part of it. I I also want to ask you about this, because this is not getting any attention, and this is also a very dangerous uh, uh, law that is uh, being rammed through. It's at the Senate committee, but this is all about uh, C-11, this amending of the Broadcasting Act, and and Pablo Rodriguez, who still has yet to answer any questions about Latham Maroof and everything else he does wrong, uh, he is ramming this thing through. Where are we? Because this thing's going to pass, and it's not getting any attention. But where is it sitting? Have they changed this or is this just a disaster coming our way?
1: It's interesting. Uh, This is the second iteration of of this bill. This is uh, colloquially the YouTube regulation bill. Why is it significant? It's the first bill in Canadian history that regulates legal Internet content. What they want to do is have the CRTC regulate Internet content like they regulate radio and television, to which internet advocates have said, are you out of your mind? Don't you understand? (laughs) The internet is communication. It's not about broadcasting. Well, the previous bill died a miserable death in Senate Transport Communications Committee, The current bill is hanging by a thread in Senate Transport Communications Committee where senators last night said, guess what? We have 100 amendments, count them, 100, and we're going to go through this line by line. It is unmistakable that they will amend the bill, which sends it all the way back to the House of Commons in square one with advocates of free expression emboldened, hands off the internet. That's the message.
0: Yeah. Nonetheless, we will stay tuned. I know you guys are covering this one very closely, so we will stay on top of it. Um, get back to watching your uh, testimonies. It's going to be a couple of <laughs> fascinating days.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Alex.
0: Thank you. That is Mr. Tom Korski keeping them honest, or trying to at least, in Ottawa, managing editor of BlackLocks, Reporter. It is subscription-based. It is worth the cost.